On this episode of the Pack It Up Pod, we talk about the Packers. Hold on, one second. We talk about the Packers. We talk about the Packers. We talk about the Packers winning in Cincinnati. If you haven't already, hit subscribe on your podcast platform. Choice and give us a follow on Instagram and Twitter at the Packers Pod. Back to Pack It Up Packers Podcast. This is Ryan, joined as always by Josh and Dan. Hello, gents. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> Feel a little dirty this morning? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Another I, steal. That game yeah. should have been a tie. <sighs> Do we all agree? Oh, yeah, for sure. We we played that bad, for sure. I, uh, I don't know. I was thinking about it, too, because you, you know, the Vikings have already lost to them. The Bears have beat them, so it just felt like a beautiful right down the middle. Packers would at least get something out of it, but I, I will just jump right into it. Final score, 25-22 in overtime, and we'll start with the Packers' offense because if you gave me the stats that Aaron Jones went for over 100 yards, that Devontae Adams went over 200 yards, that Mason Crosby has four made field goals, and they had the opportunity to kind of really move the ball all day. I'd be like, oh, my goodness. Yeah, we're, we're going for 460 total yards. Like, we, we, we're good. We are crushing the Cincinnati Bengals. And yet, we found ways of always getting hung up either in the red zone and selling for field goals or <laughs> then missing field mm-hmm. goals. But how do we feel about this offense that there was a lot of things to love and then there's a lot of things that, eh. You know – and me saying they played bad. Honestly, there's a lot of good in this game. It's just we missed and we made simple mistakes. And some simple mistakes, um, even just red zone efficiency on both ends, um, they're going to catch up to us. Yes, we have prevented them with some turnovers on defense um, and some big, big plays on offense, uh, which sort of helps offset those problems. But consistently the Bengals stopped us uh, in the red zone. Uh, I think in the third and fourth, we both had got stopped for field goals. Maybe it was a second instead of touchdown, uh, which killed us. I mean, we left an easy nine points on the board. I mean, this game shouldn't have been a game. I mean, yes, it could have been close, uh, but the Packers controlled the game other than finishing it off. I think you have to give some credit to the Bengals defense. I saw some some flustered uh, some flustered frustrations over on the tweeter.com machine early in the game, but I really think the coverage was pretty solid. And you know, Devontae went off. It was to back up Ryan's stat the first time in team history. Domovsky tweeted this out that the Packers had a 300-yard passer, a 200-yard receiver, and a 100-yard rusher in the same game, but Devontae's first catch didn't come until a minute left in the first. And it, I, I think the coverage from the Bengals was pretty solid. Uh, Awuzie was playing really well, and then he got knocked out, evaluated for a concussion, came back. Um, but 
it was it was interesting. I think the Packers offense started with the run and I wish they had stuck with it a little more. They only ended up with 22 carries. I saw the Bengals start shooting the B gap pretty often on rundown. So between the guard and tackle, they were sending a linebacker or even a safety sometimes. And they were stuffing quite a few runs. So all of a sudden it became this throw fest. And honestly, I think the Bengals should have thrown even more, even though Burrow threw for 38. Um, but I think the Packers should have gone back to the run a little more, even though they're getting stuffed a few times. Dylan and Jones each had these 10 to 15 yard pops that I think we could have taken some time off the clock and, and controlled the game a little better than what we did. And it, it's so Packers when you go down seven, nothing, all of a sudden you're like, well, here comes Aaron Rodgers throwing the ball for 45 times. And he fell short of that, but you get my point. Um, I, I have to give credit to the Bengals defense that it, they had some tight coverage and then it almost felt like, uh, let Devontae get his, but we're going to cover everybody else. And the only yeah. the only production we can manufacture outside of Devontae really was screen passes. Dylan and Jones a ton in the flat. Uh, Mercedes Lewis, Kylan Hill on screen passes. Mercedes just big dog knocking people down like bowling <laughs> pins. It was, it was fun to watch, but frustrating at the same time. You, you felt like there was more out there, but I also have to give credit to the Bengals defense. And I think they played a pretty good game. Yeah, yeah, I was going to give credit to the defensive coordinator for sure. Uh, Lou Anarumo, I have no idea who he is. Oh, but, that's how you uh, say it. <laughs> uh, great, great call. I mean, like, he he called a great game. Uh, it, it looked like they knew what was coming a majority of the time. Uh, the, the out, even the out route that Adams caught in the, the end zone, they knew it was coming. The, the guy was right there. It was just an amazing play by Adams. Um, I mean, they did their homework um, and and they they kept up. I mean, it, it was interesting to watch. I thought we would have a little bit more breakaway from a couple other wide receivers or even Tunyon. Uh, I, I was surprised we're not getting him involved a little bit more with how much blitzing was going on, especially over the, the middle from those safeties. But, yeah, Aaron Jones, man, just electric. I, it, it's so much fun to watch him. I, it, He's even better than last year. I mean, he's quicker. Uh, he looks faster. Um, and that stiff arm at the end of that, like, 57-yard run was, like, Derrick Henry-ish. I, I loved it. I loved it. Yeah, I, I think Cincinnati definitely played well. And they played above my expectations of what we were going to see. I think my frustrating part, and I I, I texted it out, I, I think this is one of Lafleur's uh, not worse, but it's definitely up there in terms of just a lot of question marks. And to have a 59-yard completion to Devontae and settle for a field goal, to have a 57-yard run by Jones and then settle for a field goal, which ended up getting missed, you can't have close to a 60-yard play. And then it just it it fell apart, and it was it was not you know we're so used to Lafleur being able to get in these schemes where keeping the defense on edge. Is it a running play? Is it a pass? How are we doing this? How are we doing that? And it just felt like every time we started to inch around the 25 yard line, it became run up the middle, run up the middle, fade throw, run up the middle, fade throw, run up the middle. It's just like what happened the entire length of the field until that point. And we got really, really conservative and it was even more painful uh, kind of to end the game where it felt like we were so sure that Crosby and for the most part of his career has always hit it. 
and it felt like we were okay being like, oh, you know what, Crosby, we got two minutes on the clock. Yep, let's take our time. Let's make sure we get down there. We don't need to get that close. And it, it just it felt like it kept backfiring that we we would get to these modes of just settling. And uh, we will we'll never see a game like that ever again, by the way. They will never see it again. You will oh never see in a span of 10 minutes of game time, six field goal attempts with five misses. You will never, ever, <laughs> ever see And the <laughs> way they missed, like the yes. win in Cincinnati is, is it like sitting between two mountains. And I don't understand wind, but what is the wind in Cincinnati like yesterday? That it's was on crazy. the river. I mean, it's, they got the river, but yeah, insane. And I even turned, I turned to Lauren. I said, the, the the Cincinnati kicker is in his own head right now. Mason has missed two kicks, not just one. He's missed two. So you don't think he's thinking about that? And sure enough, he misses. Best thing ever. And Mason still made four. Yeah. But, but Ryan, the, the part I think you missed on the play calling – or maybe maybe I just missed it and, and you said it, but after Devondre Campbell's pick in overtime, Aaron Jones up the middle, Aaron Jones up the middle, and mm-hmm. then kick a field goal on third down. Mm-hmm. Can, can I have the mic for a second? Can we be done with kicking field goals on third down? When's the last time you've seen a botch snap? Yeah, mm-hmm. it, it, exactly. Yeah. That's my point. That's and my you, point. and it's not the fourth quarter with three seconds left. It's overtime. So if you, you a miss. Hall of Fame quarterback. Yeah, give him the ball. Yeah, and I want to give a shout out. Uh, the The Bengals defense was very, very good at getting past blockers. I mean, granted, EQ had some beautiful whiffs on the outside, which caused some tackle for losses. Bengals ended up with eight tackles for loss, but only two sacks. This O-line, we thought Jenkins could possibly be back. We knew Myers was gone, but to have no Bach, no Jenkins and no Myers. Literally 60% of your starters on the line no longer there. And to hold it up that Hendrickson gets two sacks and that's it. And yeah, Rodgers had some pressure. He had some scramble moments. But for, uh, uh, I think they threw up the set. This is the least experienced O line in the entire NFL. And it's not even really remotely close. I think there's wow, one other really? team that's in the 70s. Everybody else had 120 plus starts. So we're nearly 50 starts less, and we still hung in there for dear life and made sure that, you know, there was a a few – Nijman had a few misses. But Mm -hmm. for the most part, they held together relatively well. I forget. Remember? Pay Stinovich. Pay Stinovich. The line coach? Yeah. He's already already earned his bonus. He's doing an amazing job. When Rodgers missed Devontae in the end zone on what could have been a game-winning touchdown, and he was under pressure. And I'm like, I guess missing Elton Jenkins could cost us the game. Like, I, I think the line has done such a solid job that you're like, well, missing Elton Jenkins shouldn't really be a big factor in this game. And you're like, honestly, on that play, having Elton Jenkins, maybe there's no pressure. And then Rodgers hits Cobb and, or uh, Devontae, and this game's over. So, yeah, yeah. The, the line's been amazing. And I want to call it one more thing. I rewatched the game. Uh, earlier this evening and i i couldn't get a feel for what the Bengals were doing that led to this happening but did you guys notice like everything we had success on was in the middle of the field all all of Devonte's catches there's a two and a half minute clip over the middle nfl.com a lot of in and drag routes underneath and then just behind the linebackers Cobbs were mostly contested but down the middle as well and i don't want anyone to take this for granted the throw that Rodgers made to Cobb on third down to set up what would be the game-winning field goal, 
he's he's fading to his left and he whips it 25 yards downfield, you know, because he's seven yards behind the line of scrimmage. Burrow tried something similar and he was actually running to his right and couldn't get enough juice on it. And that was Adrian Amos's pick. Like the the strength that Rodgers has with just a flick of his wrist falling the opposite way is just insane. Watching that throw come out almost on a line, I'm like, how yeah. how does he throw that football? It makes no sense. And, and what I'm more surprised about in our offensive line, like the 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 pass they've they've allowed some pass rush. You know, I mean, the the pocket is collapsing at times, and Rodgers is having to move quite a bit, um, which he's great at, and so that's okay. But I'm more impressed by the rush blocking, like how they are getting a push. These guys are young. They're they're young whippersnappers, as my dad used to say. The old whippersnappers. But, I mean, they're getting a consistent push against some decent talent in the NFL. Um, That's where I am, like, most shocked um, with their play. Uh, So, man, yeah, it's a good problem what great backups they're going to be. (laughs) Do, Do you come out of this win? I made a list in my notes. Do you come out of this win just stoked about, like, okay, if we can get everybody healthy mm-hmm. by like between week eight to 12, like maybe we could hit a groove by the end of the season. They're doing this without Bakhtiari, Elton Jenkins, MVS. I'm going to throw in Dominique Daphne because he was crucial in the run game. Zadarius Smith, Kevin King, Jair Alexander, Chris Barnes. A couple of those just came back. But to be four and one without those guys, I mean – that's a, a stud list of names right there. I would have told you they could easily be one and four. Like we're so lucky to be sitting where we are. We definitely have to take advantage of the situation. Yeah, and I think they, the reporters said that um, the interview area post game was actually directly beside the, the locker room. And there was a delay on getting players and personnel out for interviews because there was just so much loud cheering. This seems like – and it, this is going to seem uh, extreme, but not saying that this Packers team is a Super Bowl caliber team because while I think they're ta- you know, talented, there's a lot of things that we need to, to figure out. But Super Bowl teams tend to have at least one game like this every single year where you shouldn't have won. Things went rogue. It was ugly. You you know, the other team should have probably made a kick or two and, and finished it off it and you won. And that's huge. It's huge that you you're, you're missing, you know, a quarter of your starters, uh, probably a third of your starters. And yet you're still figuring out ways of winning games on the road. It's huge. And that I mean, this is the biggest win of the season out of the four. Like the San Francisco win was great. Obviously, taking down Detroit in, in in division is great, but this game, when everything is going wrong and everybody's hurt, you still find a way to win. Is just is amazing. And we're winning without tripping Aaron Rodgers being a hey. eagle in the yeah, NFL what is anymore. That, what is that? What is that? Is that some new trend? It just doesn't trip? exist anymore on on Aaron Rodgers. They called one later in the game. As long as it's not Aaron, then it's a foul. Yeah. Goodness gracious. So let's talk about this defense. Uh, that, I mean, people, I can't go on Twitter anymore during games because people were ripping this defense and they were doing everything in their power to keep this game close. And, and with the back end as banged up as it was, you look at the first seven drives for the, the Bengals. They had the long touchdown to Chase, which Savage, if he moves his hand up an inch, it gets deflected. If he puts both hands up, it gets intercepted. But then you look at the re- the remainder of those kind of first seven drives. 
They got an interception, and then they really kind of got, and I know this is a big asterisk, five three-and-outs to start the game. With one of those three-and-outs, they actually went for it on fourth down, which led to a touchdown. But what more can you ask your defense that they're they're giving up, you know, 20 plays in an entire half? They're getting interceptions. And so uh, Amos with an interception later. Uh, Devondre Campbell, I, I think uh, it was just a single tattoo on Josh's arm. It's now a full sleeve uh purely based on his his play lately but uh Lowry came up Slayton got a half sack uh Barnes looked Hey-o. OG Barnes he was flying around so how do we feel about this defense It's surprising uh you know the masses were down on them because my first question I was going to ask you guys was would you qualify this as a great defensive showing I I would say yes uh yes I, I sort of felt that way. And, yeah, you know, it was I, very I guess, close. I mean, like like Ryan said, a couple, a few things go our way. Everybody's, you know, fantastic. Yeah, I, I went and did the math on, on the play you called out Savage whiffing on a swat down. That was 70 yards for Jamar Chase. Mm-hmm. So his day would have been five catches, 90 yards, no touchdowns. And, and 20 to 25 yards of that was that ridiculous toe drag he had in overtime. Mm-hmm. Looked incomplete. They called it incomplete, and then they do the slow mo replay. Like, how the hell did he catch that thing? Uh, but I think Stokes did a fantastic job against him. I think you saw mm-hmm. energy. You saw energy from Lowry. You saw energy from Barnes. You saw pretty good tackling from Kevin King. Give it up. He he was tackling the best out of anyone in, in the secondary. At Very least. first play, got him going. Yeah, and and he he got a shoulder injury from it. It sounds like. It wasn't the specific play, but he's been battling it, and, and the attempted hurdle by the Bengal guy uh, officially put him over the top of getting knocked out of the game. So hopefully he can recover and come back because we're going to need him. Um, but, you know, Devondre all over the place again. Like I think this was a great defensive showing for a modern-day NFL defense, which is you're going to have to bend. You're going to give up points. The game is built for offense. you got to cause turnovers. You got to cause holding penalties. You got to cause, you know, tip passes and deflections and make some sacks. And, and that's what they did. I mean, I, I don't know how you could expect anything more from this. The Bengals are a yeah. dangerous team. Man, and they're going to be Jamar good for, Chase. They're wow. going to be good for a decade. I don't think I've ever seen a rookie wide receiver like him. It's just too easy for him. It, it, amazing. He amazing made that one watch. catch and then did like the backflip to get back up. I'm like, this is in the middle of an NFL game. Stop doing gymnastics. <laughs> <laughs> no, they're going to be fun to watch, though. I, I mean, and going all the way back to college, that has that ever been done? Like, that's that's just it's kind of cool. But anyway, yeah, the defense, I, I don't get why anybody's down with. Look at our roster on defense. Like, if you asked anybody off the street, they may know one person on our team, maybe two. I mean, there's a bunch of no names playing, especially at at corner. When King got out, I mean, uh, Isaac Yadam was out there a good amount for the game. Mm -hmm. Uh, Henry Black played quite a bit. Um, So I mean, we're 26 reps. Who is the other guy that we saw out there? Hamilton. Hamilton's name came across the screen, and I immediately texted the group going, I don't – I honestly don't remember signing this guy. Yeah, (laughs) so for – It's just like, man. Yeah, for having this hodgepodge, like, it was an amazing game. Everybody stepped up. Everybody got a little dirty. I don't think I have ever seen Dean Lowry that nasty in an NFL game. I mean, 
we need this to keep going. Whatever the energy that is going on in the locker room, I'm absolutely loving it because these second, third string guys are starting to look nasty. And that's what you need in a defense to win consistently. And on Lowry, when he wasn't getting home, he was getting his hands up. Like something J.J. Watt has made look so easy over his career and gotten famous for it. If you can't get home, get your hands up. He had two bat downs in the first half. Um, and, you know, some of these role players getting a, a ton of reps concerns you, but due to injury, it's it's just force. But like you guys were saying, the idea of like Jonathan Garvin had 20 reps. Hamilton had 19 reps. Yadam had 26. Like I thought, I think we should talk about Eric Stokes for a minute too, but when Kevin King goes down, I did have some deep concerns that you almost get deja vu of 2016 Packers versus Falcons. And I brought this up on a podcast like two weeks ago. So sorry, I'm bringing it up again. But if you guys remember, that was Ladarius Gunter going one-on-one against Julio Jones in the playoffs. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Like, I just had these nightmares of trying to face the Buccaneers with Stokes, Sullivan, and Yadam out on the field. We got this all day. And it, you know the similarities, though? The safeties were – I went back and looked at this. The safeties for us were Morgan Burnett, HaHa Clinton Dix, and Micah Hyde. And our safeties being Adrian Amos and Darnell Savage is like, okay, we're solid back there. But then our corners were Ladarius Gunter and Dimitri Goodson. Like we need, we need, some, we need some health back there. But to rotate that back into what I said we should dive into would be Stokes. I think his coverage is fantastic. But I think he's got a legit tackling problem outside of his nice stick of Joe Mixon in the flat in the first quarter. But he's got to shore up the tackling. But if if you tell me a corner is fantastic at one or the other, I'm going to pick coverage all day long, and we can we can work on tackling later. Even when he gets beat, he he has the the speed to recover. I, that's yes, something that we SWAT have. Man chases fly out. Yes, yes. Speaking of sexy things, Josh, that poke out was sexy. Mm. <laughs> That's a weird noise. <laughs> it's just, it's really, um, uh, Jair, it sounds like they're going to, they put him on the IR so they could give him two additional weeks to just get tested out and see how it's healing. If it's healing, he'll be back. If not, the chances of surgery begin to increase. But with that kind of out there and known, I am so beyond excited for about two or three weeks from now, hopefully, and with everything going well, if we get Jalen Smith at even 85% of his Pro Bowl to be included with Barnes and Campbell is going to be awesome. And you see how Preston really has stepped up this year. Preston Smith has stepped up. Uh, Slayton played a really, really great game. Kiki has moments. If they can allow Zadarius to be on the other side, all these guys are going to – they're doing great already and finding ways. That whole line is going to change when Zadarius gets back, and that's yeah. what I'm almost more excited to see. If we just had you know, Gary being a pass rush, if he could just get a consistent <laughs> pass <laughs> rush. <laughs> I think this he just likes getting locked up and hugging the right tackle or left tackle. I, I think he really mm. does. And overrunning the quarterback. Every time you say his name, I'm just going to reply with who? I don't know who you're talking about. Yeah, but Savage had moments. Uh, he almost killed Burroughs, uh, so glad Ooh. that Burroughs was able to get Man. up. Although I, I heard that he went to the hospital afterwards with a neck contusion, which a I saw throat. like three or yeah three or four other guys in the league had the same thing. I'm like, 
Does yeah, this happen John. often, or is this like what's going on here? But well, how it, don't you have a concussion? <laughs> a throat, a throat contu- they said he got poked in the throat, I think, and then uh-huh. yeah, an injury like you've never heard of before, and then an hour later, Jeremiah Owusu Karamoa of the Browns also went to the hospital with a throat contusion. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so weird weekend. But yeah. Savage, yeah, he – the chase down, I mean, it is what it is. He ran the entire length of the field to catch up to Chase and almost pulled it off. Amos had moments yesterday that he just looked old. And it was kind of something that we've mm-hmm. talked about in previous episodes. He had some moments, but then he came back strong. But it's just ah, – I don't well, know. It, old, I feel like we're like too positive. Uh, old feels too harsh. I mean, specifically – I think they're still missing assignments, Wasn't he honestly. the one that like, we gave – uh, he got discredited for giving up a touchdown, but it was a pick route that Matt Hasselbeck decided to call good blocking. Mm-hmm. All of a yeah. sudden, all of a sudden, pick routes are good blocking now. Nice announcing, Matt Hasselbeck. No, it was it, Vilma. Vilma. Oh, that's Vilma. So, either way, Vilma, I'm mad at you now. <laughs> I don't. I don't think Amos looked old. I think we we're getting caught off guard by Samaje P. Ryan being a featured back out in the passing game, and and. With all the the uh, the effort, you know, the the attention that you have to pay towards Chase and Boyd and Higgins to let P Ryan, you know, stay open an extra half second, I'm okay with that. Did you see though the one rep that Shamar Jean Charles got? It was Joe Mixon's touchdown, juking him out of his jockstrap for the game <laughs> game time touchdown on the fourth. He's out there in the open field, and he just falls over like the leaning tower of Pisa by himself. <laughs> just a gust of wind comes by, and choo, and that was just one rep. <laughs> Stand strong, man. Stand yeah. He still shows up in the box score with a tackle. I'm like, that must have been special teams because his rep on defense was not something he's going to want on his uh, YouTube highlight reel. How about EQ consistently getting a tackle on special teams now? Yeah, <laughs> just don't let him play wide receiver. <laughs> surprised that he's still on this team i really am like he, he got more I, reps than amari rogers i don't I mean, understand it he comes off the practice squad and he gets double the reps from a guy that's on the the full-time squad that was weird said so, guys the one thing we haven't talked about the field goal situation i mean we haven't really dug into it uh i just want to say on mcpherson's second field goal attempt i put my head down halfway into the ball trajectory and i just figured we lost and i was at a bar with not half Bengals fans half packer fans there was fans of every team in the bar but you heard all of a sudden the packer fans cheering and i'm like how the heck are we cheering because i put my head down that thing was going down the pipe yeah it was (laughs) the good lord's blessed us with some crazy wind on that one and and mason's misses I think uh, Matt Schneidman was the one that called this out, but it was week five of 2018 was his five misses against the Lions. Mm -hmm. And week five, three years later, three field goal misses and an extra point miss, like four misses. So just bad juju, right? Like next week, we're still all aboard Team Mason? Got to. Got to. A veteran like that, I mean – I mean, he, he made one. I mean, he made one to win. I mean, that's all that matters. At the end of the day, that's all that matters. Everybody will be talking about, well, it only took four times for you to win. But uh, so if we lost, yes, I would be a little worried because he knows he let a whole entire game get away because of him. 
Um, but because we won, I think he can put it behind him really quick. The guys will be up this week because of the win. Um, and yeah, I think, I, I think if, we'll get past it. I also think that he is very much in love with the Packers, if that makes sense. Like, I, I truly no, no. think that he um, would have taken it to heart if they lost this game. And it, it did something in the standings later in the season. Um, that being said, I believed in him every single attempt except for the last one. Like, I was yelling at my TV of, it was fourth and inches. Fourth let's and just inches, let's yeah. just go get a little closer. We don't need to do this. We're not going to trot him back out. We're not, we're not going to do this. We're not going to do this. We're not going to do this. That was the only time of the four that I was like, this isn't going to work. Uh, but it's just, I, yeah, I he's going to hit a 30-yarder next week, and then mm-hmm. Finero will be right back to It'll be fine. as usual. But, man, TJ Slayton, I'm calling it. He's going to be good, boys. He he has what it takes. Uh, he, he just got his has to learn a little bit about the NFL. Uh, but, man, he is looking good. I'm, I'm not mad that he's getting reps. And you know what I'm so happy about? I feel like you could just fill in the blank at this point. Tyler Lancaster only got 13 reps. That's, that's as many as I want to see him getting. Yeah, it's perfect. And he made one play or two plays. Perfect. It feels great. Like like we said, make a play on 20, 25% of your reps. Now Slayton only got 13 as well, but I still think we're getting too many reps to Kenny Clark. But now we're diving into nerd-level statistics. Let's talk about the Bears a couple days Yes, from now. yes. We'll have a preview pod coming out later this week as we head to Chicago, which to Dan's point, I do think this will be a little bit closer. But, man, I wish this was a Green Bay game. I really do. Uh but we'll see what happens. We'll we'll see who's actually on our roster on game day and figure it out from there. But uh, until next time, thanks, everybody. Go, Pat, go. Go.